Did you know that you can help us produce new seasons of our podcasts and audio series? At Studio Chenta, we just launched a new series of audiobooks based on our podcasts, and they're currently for sale. There are many titles available from romantic comedy to horror, true crime, communication and linguistics, food and lifestyle, migration stories, and much, much more. Available in Spanish, English, Italian, and French. Check out our full catalog at ochentestudio.com slash audiobooks. And find the titles on apps like Libro.fm, Apple Books, Google Play, Storytel, BookBeat, and on your favorite audiobook app. Thank you so much for supporting our work. When we talk about travel, we talk about the beautiful places we went to, the people we met, and the things we bought as souvenirs. But we never really stop to think about what happens behind the scenes. But that's about to change. Because travel is about seeing the world differently, and this podcast is going to show you how. Hi, I'm Kiana, and this is the How Not to Travel podcast. Today, we're going to talk about travel privilege. Let's get into it. You're on a plane to Beijing. There are 300 or so people on this plane. Each one with their different reasons for going there. Family, work, school, travel, or whatever. After a certain number of hours in the air, you'll line up and go to immigration services at the airport. You'll be divided into Chinese and non-Chinese passport carriers. Some will have visas, others will not. Some will be more socially accepted as guests in this country, others will not. Some will arrive in Beijing sans passport, entering illegally because they have no other choice. They may not be complaining about airport food. You see, when you travel, there are so many things that you take for granted because of privilege. In fact, travel in itself is a privilege. And by privilege, I mean travel is a special right or advantage granted to only particular groups thanks to certain privileges such as travel accessibility, passport privilege, language privilege, and identity privilege. Here we go. Travel requires money and time. And if you don't have both, you can't travel. Though there are an infinite amount of factors that can influence accessibility to travel, money plays an important role. One of the reasons nearly 40% of Americans have never left the U.S. is because most employers don't cover vacation time. Comparatively, our British counterparts are legally obligated to have four weeks paid holiday leave, which means they have greater access to travel. Socioeconomic disparities also play a huge role in access. People of color have historically had limited funds to travel. As a woman of color, I myself had to work multiple jobs and come up with all sorts of side hustles to pay off my student debt, rent, insurance, and food, which mostly ended up being ramen anyway. So saving up to travel has always been hard. Welcome to 
United States. Despite all of that, most people in developed countries still have something called passport privilege that gives them another level of accessibility to travel. Next, please. Passport privilege is a privilege that comes with having a powerful passport. Yep, that little book with your face on it has a lot more value than you think. As of 2019, Japan has the most powerful passport in the world. That means anyone with a Japanese passport can access 189 countries visa-free. Meanwhile, Afghanistan has the weakest passport in the world, meaning anyone with an Afghan passport can only access 25 countries visa-free. Visa-required travel means a traveler does not have an automatic welcome. They must pay a fee, apply, and wait to be accepted, which means there is a strong chance of rejection and a loss of funds. While certain travelers have the freedom to roam about the world, others can get straight up denied the right to do so. All right, so you've got a powerful passport and you've got the money and time to travel. What else affects your experience of travel? Language. You probably already know this, but English is the international language. Countries all over the world teach their citizens English in order to communicate globally. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much. That means that if you don't speak English, you'll have a harder time getting by in countries where the primary language isn't English. This English language fluency thing also affects the way we talk about travel. A lot of travel content is created in English and comes from a privileged perspective. Travelers without English fluency have limited resources at their disposal to write about their experiences. For example, reviews that are globally understood on TripAdvisor are primarily written in English, not Urdu. So you've got money, time, a powerful passport, and you speak English. Great. Except there's one last thing that can significantly affect your travel experience, and it's something that you can't really change. Your identity. Identity privilege is a privilege that allows you to move through spaces without fear of discrimination. There are laws, regulations, and unwelcoming social customs all over the world against certain identities. For example, traveling to Morocco where homosexuality is illegal posed a real threat to my gay travel partner as we were booking places to stay. In fact, identity plays such a big role in travel experience that there are entire websites and apps dedicated to LGBTQ travel specifically for their safety. And they're not alone in this. Do a quick Google search on people of color traveling, and you'll find that there are guides created specifically for black and brown travelers. These guides give tips to travelers to protect themselves from racial prejudice in places where the color of their skin is rarely seen. Their identity can seriously affect their safety while traveling. In 2017, only 3% of the world participated in air travel. If it was accessible to everyone, that number would be a lot larger. But travel is constantly evolving and low-cost flights, cheaper vacation rentals, and access to information have made travel accessible to a much greater number than just a few years ago. 
Many historically disadvantaged groups now have accessibility to travel in ways their parents and even grandparents couldn't have. And that means that those nuances of privilege we've been talking about also apply to them. When one moves from being disadvantaged, unable to travel, to suddenly able, advantaged, and willing, we gain certain travel privileges. Because travel in itself is a privilege. If you can leave your country and come back unforced and with no socioeconomic repercussions, you have a certain kind of privilege. Black and brown travelers, for example, can also experience travel privilege. It's a phenomenon that has happened to me and many others who are beginning to have enough access to capital and knowledge in order to travel. It basically means that one can be both oppressed and privileged within travel. An Asian traveler in Scandinavia may have accessibility privilege because they were able to finance their trip. That same traveler can also experience discrimination when innkeepers deny them a place to stay because of their identity. A Black American traveler in Africa has passport privilege. When this traveler volunteers at an orphanage teaching English, they have language privilege. That same traveler can also travel to Europe and experience extreme racism for their Black identity. If we look at travel like this, at any one point, a person can be both advantaged or disadvantaged in travel. As travelers, we need to remember that we all hold some privilege and need to be mindful of the advantages we may or may not have in regards to others. You're back on that flight. Look around you. Think about how lucky you are to be on your way to somewhere new. And for the love of travel, check your privilege. This episode was produced by Studio Ochenta, hosted and researched by me, Dr. Kiona. Our executive producer is Lori Martinez, and the music was done by Gabriel Damaso. Art was done by Tiffany DeLoon. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at How Not to Travel Pod and at How Not to Travel Like a Basic Bitch. And for more shows from the rest of the team at Studio Ochenta, check out ochentastudio.com. Thank you, thank you for staying on past the credits. Welcome to Dr. Kiki's shout out section. This is the part where we reward you with some dope educators that I've learned from along the way. A huge shout out to Ilan from Asian Activist, who was a high school student traversing intersectionality and diversity around the world through the lens of being an Asian Latina. Another shout out to Marty San Diego, a force for diversity and travel. She personally calls, advocates, and creates content for people at all intersections in the travel space. My favorite has been her piece on where to travel if you're on parole. And that's a wrap. See you right back here in two weeks. <laughs>